Are you listening to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine on Apple Podcasts? Well, if you are, please make sure that you leave us a review. Now, of course, we would love five stars, but if anything, we want to hear how you are enjoying the show. Now back to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. Like some Photoshop editing and I have an intro that like with motion graphics and freaking coffee beans and stuff. Like I've, I've seen a lot of it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, bro. I this appreciate is great, it, man. I'm yeah. so happy to hear from you. All right, let's get into it. You too. You know, I got a theme song this uh, season as well. Do you? Yeah. Did you I make got, it or what? I worked with the artists as well as the producer. I was just like, you know, I want like early 90s, kind of like mid 90s sitcom and they kind of hit it so check that out it's on my page but i got that recorded i will bro i will i'm excited man you've always been an amazing person (laughs) i appreciate it man so for for the people at home listening um just say your name and also where you're located uh my name is me holmes i'm located in los angeles california nice 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 well my friend welcome to a dose of black joy and caffeine and welcome you all um for listening as i mentioned we're in our fourth season and i could not be any happier with the people that have been tuning in season over season you know this season we're actually hitting our 60th episode which is absolutely insane so huge thanks to all the guests that have came on from various different backgrounds including our guests today so please share with our listeners at home who you are, what you do, and um, yeah, let's get into this. What's up, everybody? I do. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Once again, I mean, since we met, bro, you have been an amazing person. I don't know how you do it. I don't know what script your parents went by, but you are definitely <laughs> out here doing it, man. So congratulations on the show Thank and you. the whole new season, man. So I'm excited. Um, thank you for having me on the show, man. My name is Me Holmes. Um, I live in Los Angeles, California. Um, currently, my current occupation is I'm finance major at finance manager at Lori Harvey Enterprises. Um, I also am executive producer slash host of my new show that I just launched. It is called True Transitions. Um, check that out on YouTube, please. Just search True Transitions, and we have a lot of great guests on there. So that's a little bit about me. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like you said, you know, so much of this podcast is like the six degrees of separation for me meeting people. And when I first met you, you know, I know a couple of years out of college, we met um, in Dallas, Texas. But with that being said, tied to your podcast, True Transition, how have you truly transitioned, I guess, through your life in the last three years? Oh, my gosh. The last three years have been, it's been a journey. Uh, One, you know, we had COVID. So that was a whole journey in itself. But even before that, um, you know, I was at Wells Fargo for a while. And, um, you know, the time just came where I was like, I want more, I deserve more. And God was just laying all these visions on me for my, my for my future self. And I just decided to follow the vision. Um, that's a short story. That's a short form of it. So um, just following the vision that God gave for me, and just really walking out on faith and trusting God. And um, just all these different doors were opening, all these different opportunities were open. And I've gotten to experience so many different things since then. And it's just been a blessing so far, which actually led me up into the my show, True Transitions. So everything kind of works out, works together. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So true transitions for the people listening at home. Like I said, you know, I love that people tune into this show, but I'm always a fan of, you know, additional podcasts and just places that you're able to share conversations. We were talking about this a little bit before, you know, we started recording this, but I feel like within the last three years, we're really at a stage where we have to almost relearn how to communicate, you know, as mm -hmm. three years of being isolated, uh, three years of understanding how the world works based off of, you know, a racial uprising, you know, that took place. Um, what made you start True Transitions? And then also, what is the base of the conversations that you're having? Uh, so True Transitions, this is my baby right here. I put in so much work. I think, honestly, this was probably two years in the making mm -hmm. of True Transitions from just the inception of the idea. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I gave it all to God to actually executing it and putting it out for the world to see. So how it came about was when I graduated college, I was always the person that I wanted to read everybody's biography. I want to know how Mark Cuban <laughs> got to be Mark Cuban. I wanted to know how OBJ got to be OBJ. I want to know everybody's story. I want to know everybody's journey. And digging a little bit deeper, I've always had a genuine interest in learning about other people's life and what they're doing and how they were able to maneuver the good times and the bad times and how they're able to get to where they are now. I've always had a genuine interest in that. And so when I was reading everybody's biography, one of the things that I noticed was that it never told me about how they got from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. I never got that in-between phase. It felt like it always went from while well, I was in college and I was drinking cheap, I don't know, cheap champagne. And then yeah. I decided to buy it. I decided to buy my first property. And now yeah. I own 30 of them. And let me tell you how to manage all 30 properties, <laughs> you know? And that, that I feel like that's always what I saw. So I was like, okay, well, I'm in this weird in-between stage. How do I know, you know, buying a property is scary sometimes mm -hmm. or starting a new career is scary because you don't, sometimes you don't know. You can read about it all you want, but once you're actually sitting in it, sitting in it and experience it for yourself, you don't know what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know if you're making the right move or not. So um, I wanted to learn from other people. So mm -hmm. I got the vision and um, I just really sit down and I had this conversation about how they were able to travel from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So for example, my last episode were two sisters, Carrie and Nicole, and they own every McDonald's in Compton, California, wow. which is amazing. You know, yeah. it's amazing. And and they both started off in corporate America. One was in social work and one was a lawyer. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to say she's a lawyer, but she was in the legal field. Yeah. And so a lot of people will think, oh, well, you just quit corporate America because you knew you were about to run a McDonald's. But there's more that goes into running a McDonald's. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And if you spent all this time, all this money on a career, on getting your master's degree, to be in social work, to be a lawyer, mm -hmm. you know, do you really want to just quit? Yeah. Uproot what you learn and go do something new to flip burgers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of break down the mental process of what it takes to be in corporate America and to transfer careers. Or same thing with another interview, Jonathan McReynolds. Jonathan McReynolds is a multi-Grammy Grammy winner. We know who Jonathan college. McReynolds is on this. We know. Come on. You got to know your audience. Don't be... Don't be humbly name dropping on my show like that. <laughs> Acting like we don't know the voice. Listen, listen, <laughs> just in case. No, so, of course we know Jonathan. Yeah, man. 
this was a great conversation. Definitely one I think everybody should tune into because he originally thought that he was going to be a meteorologist. Wow. And, I can see you know that. I can see that though. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I can see it too. <laughs> he thought he was going to be a meteorologist and, you know, he ended up just taking the leap of faith and somebody heard his record and it just got passed around. It's, it's, it's like God's plan. And he talked about like God winks. How you know you're making the right decision? He said he called it God winks when one decision led to another decision, which led to another outcome, which led to this yeah. outcome, and now here I am now. And so I kind of break down those feelings of like, how do you know you should follow your gut? How do you know you're making the right decision? So it's all about a learning process. And the point of it is to help us reach our God-given purpose. It's to reach right. help a do reach his God-given purpose. Yeah. Help a do help guide a do from being in corporate America to following his dream and his vision. So it's definitely uplifting uh, and I love it, so. Absolutely, man. I mean, it, it feels like you found what needs to be specific, you know, to the conversations that you're having in a space that is just so noisy. I mean, I have to give you a huge shout out because I'm definitely motivated. I mean, like your production quality is fire. Just oh my God, thank at you, it bro. In terms of like, <laughs> the filming and I think the execution and the guests and the clothes and the wardrobe. So I'm just like, okay, let me, let me start looking at some things, which is why, <laughs> but like, how have you been, I guess, maintaining because I mean, not only are you hosting the show, but are you also booking the guests and you're the executive producer and like, what are all the hats that you're holding with your show? Um, there's definitely a lot of hats, but the one thing that I can say is that when God gives you a vision, it seems scary at first, mm -hmm. but when he gives you that vision and you start to execute it, he will bring you everybody that you need. He will bring you every resource, every single thing that you need. All you have to do is just make that one move. Take that one move and it's yeah. going to lead to the next move and the next move. Originally, two years ago, um, when I had the vision, um, I had a really good friend that helped me out and I was just so impressed. I mean, I told him the idea and then boom, 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 boom. We were filming like by that weekend. I was like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> dude's amazing. He he yeah. just does great things with himself, with his with his own line of work as well. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that was probably the first start of it. And then moving forward after that, um it, there are a lot of hats. And like I said, God brings you all the resources. So I have an amazing team, uh, mm -hmm. amazing showrunner, amazing producer. Um, and then just other people that would just said, Hey, I love your, I love what you're standing for. I love what you're doing. And I definitely want to, um, you know, help out. So I, while I do wear a lot of hats, I have, I can't take all the credit. My team are amazing. Um, Char and Kirsten, Charlene and Kirsten, they are amazing. So. I love it. Shout out to them then. And also shout out to your team and like what you're building. Um, and you bring up a great point, I think in terms of, vision um, and also goal setting, um, which I think some people struggle with, but you mentioned a great point earlier in the conversation about, you know, you left Dallas, you had a vision, it was God's plan, you know, to do all these different things. How do you keep track of your goals and also maintain your goals in order to execute them? Some people use the notepad, some people have accountability partners. What do you feel is a common thread to how you maintain uh, executing and keeping track of your goals and things you want to do in life? I can say there's a, it's a mixture of all the things that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, one of the biggest things that I feel like really helped me out was I created a vision board 
um i created a vision board back when i was in dallas yeah yeah yeah. and i think this was probably probably 2013 yeah i created my first vision board and that was a time down, by the way that was a time <laughs> it was a time wasn't it? <laughs> That was a different life. <laughs> yeah, a whole different life, man. So I created a vision board. And um, it's funny because at first, like, you create a vision board, you put all these pictures on it. I'm not, I'm not, I can be creative, but also, you know how you see the girls that have the vision board and there's no white on the board. And it's all, <laughs> to this day, I don't know how they do that. <laughs> I don't know how you guys find that many pictures to cover up every white. I had so much space on my vision yeah, board. I was like, <laughs> I always say every I always say every December uh stock in Elmer's glue goes up because people's yes. vision boards be on fire board. They be gluing and painting and pasting and be like <laughs> I don't even have the patience for that. And they I don't anyway. So I created a vision board and yeah. um at first it was kind of well, I think I want this. I think I want this. I think I want that. But as time went on, I started being more intentional about what I wanted on my vision board and started really listening to what I want my future life to look like and my future self to look like. And so I really started just um, writing down and being more detailed about it. I mean, writing down exactly how I wanted to look to the T. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I want to live, I put that I want to live downtown Los Angeles. And, you know, I circled downtown Los Angeles. And I put the type of apartment that I want to live in. And I, I feel like that just helped me just keep the vision of exactly what I wanted to do. Absolutely. And, and so... To your question, I use a mixture of whiteboards, vision boards, notepads. And what I noticed lately is that I still, while I still have a physical vision board, one thing that I did do was I switched over and I was, I, I think I got to the point where I'm able to just write it on a whiteboard and kind mm -hmm. of be detailed about it. I don't necessarily need the picture, but I can be very detailed about it on the whiteboard. Um, and I do that annually and also uh, redo it on my birthday as well. Um, and so one thing that I always do is um, every step, every step, every move, every new venture that I take in my life, it's always one step closer to that vision. Yeah. So I, and I think that helps me make the right decision. Yeah. You know, I, by following my gut um, and just if if I knew I wanted to be in Los Angeles and I received a job offer in California, in San Diego, and I also see the job offer in New York, mm -hmm. but the San Diego job may pay less. New York may pay me like $300,000. I'm probably going to take the job in San Diego. Now, mm -hmm. that's going to stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to question everything. Oh, yeah, but, but you're happier, you know? I'm happier, and I know I'm getting closer to that that vision that God gave me. And, um, you know, when I write the stuff on a vision board and when I write the stuff, on notepads and my whiteboard I always make sure it's with pure intentions pure intentions mean that it's not out of I'm not one I don't want to do this out of jealousy I don't want to do this um because out of childhood trauma I'm not doing this because you know I want to make somebody mad at me or something or you know I want to show showboat or something like that it's generally what I'm called to do and what I want to do yeah yeah that's beautiful and I appreciate you sharing that you know I think that I always am so curious about that from individuals that are naturally ambitious and or doing a million things, you know, like you're doing, because uh, so often you have a lot of people be like, oh, I wish that I could be doing that. Or it's like, oh, you know, oh, how do you do it all? And it's just like, there are steps to it. You know, it's not mm -hmm. like you're just waking up doing this stuff and getting it done, but you're putting in the hard work, right, to execute it. 
but you're also putting in the hard work to plan accordingly. And that's why mm-hmm. I, I love where you're going with your podcast. And I also feel like it's so unique because you are right. It's almost like it's this middle gap. Um, to that point, do you feel like social media has con- like been a factor in that? Because, you know, even on social media, it's like, we see the highs and then we see some things, but we never see the lows and the in-between. So do you think that, as I was mentioning, there is a, a a different way that we're communicating, having to relearn how we communicate? People are uh, inaccurately communicating on social media. I would love to get your thoughts around that. You know, I do agree with that to an extent. And I said to say because, um, yeah, life has changed even from 2000. Probably, we meant probably 2012 or so yeah yeah, yeah. from 2012 yeah. to now life has changed dramatically and yes you only see the highlights in everybody's yeah. life and it's not a bad thing because i mean do you really want to share the bad stuff that happens inside of your life you really want to be <laughs> negative on social media know. you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah so what but in that same front you when people like you and I, when we want to see, like, we want to watch somebody, when we're watching somebody's journey, we want to know, like, the whole circumference of the entire journey. And so, yeah, so I think social media does play a part in it because, yes, everything is perfect on social media. And I want to, I want to know the truth behind your journey. I want to know the truth behind your transition. And so that was, that was why I created because I felt like I wasn't getting the truth. I I didn't, I wasn't getting, how did you know? What is that? what, What was telling you in your gut? And what does that feel like? What is your gut feeling what does your gut feeling feel like? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, social media did play a big impact in it. But at the same time, I can't blame people for not sharing their bad times. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, I, I agree with you. I don't think that we need to share the the horrible bad times because there's some lows that it's going to remain in the dirt for me. Those lows going to be lows. You know what I'm saying? What are you telling? Same. <laughs> but I think that that process, there's so many different things. Even if you think about TikTok, you know what I mean? And when it comes to weight loss and how people are showing that and they, they, they play, you know, a Kanye song and it goes from A to B. Um, I know and knew that you were ambitious because what's not in your bio and what you may not talk about is that you were in a bodybuilding competition. I was. (laughs) Can you talk to people a little bit about that process? And also, I guess, uh, the role of goal setting with something of that nature that is health and also physically demanding. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I said, on TikTok, I, you got people that they they do the TikTok five seconds and it's like boom, you know what I mean. But going back to what we were saying, the transitions and being you know accurate about facts, I would love for you to talk about that process for you. Yeah, so bodybuilding was I think that was a great time in my life. Honestly, I think that that really pushed my limit. That showed me exactly what I was made of because mm-hmm. listen, y'all, bodybuilding is not easy. I mean. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a snack. I got a snack right here that I'm just like, look, man. It makes me, it makes me want to eat thinking about bodybuilding. I don't, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> Dude, when I tell you, I eat, bro. Like, oh, okay, I okay, eat, okay. And, and to not being able to eat what I want to eat during that time was hard. And <laughs> and let me tell you. So the reason why I did the bodybuilding competition is because. When I, remember when I told you that everything I do is it 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 correlates with that end vision, that end goal that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so bodybuilding, I knew I wanted to be in shape when I when I got older, and I wanted to be at the point where I was where I knew how to work out. Yeah, I knew how to work out, but this it's a different level of working out. Yeah, um, I wanted to know how to work out by my own. I wanted to take my body to a next level, to the next level, 
Um, but also it's the the determination behind it, the motivation that I learned. It was a whole new level of all those different things combined together that that created me who I that created the person that I am today. But so the journey, um, um, the biggest, the hardest part of it was the eating part. Mm-hmm. And again, I always had that vision. And I knew that when I got to this age that that I wanted to have some sort of some sort of self-control over how I ate. Mm. And so I wanted to learn about nutrition. I wanted to understand what's healthy and what's not healthy. And it's so Are crazy. Are chicken pot pies we... okay or? No, they're not actually. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you're not, you're not <laughs> that Every other week I get a chicken pot pie. That's that's happening. From where? Where do you get a chicken pot pie from? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. They where do you get them. that from? I get it from Whole Foods, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do, I do. But keep on going. But that's what I I'm think saying. you're the first person. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> so, so the diet was the biggest thing. And it's so funny because when you're bodybuilding, they're like, you really can't have any sugar because mm. we want to take your body to that next level. Like you really, you don't, you can't have any sugar inside of your body. Um, and so you're looking at the nutrition facts and you're Googling, you're understanding like what is good, what's bad. And yeah. everything has sugar in it, dude. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's so disappointing, man. <laughs> so that was like the biggest thing was I need to actually wean off the of sweet. I eat a lot of sweet. I love sweet. Yes. And even going down to like my meals, you know what I'm saying? I used to think like eating Cane's chicken um, is super healthy because it's protein, right? But then I learned like, you know, it's fried and it has all yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. So um while I'm not as strict as I was bodybuilding, um, I've gotten to the point where it was easier for me to become I'm a pescatarian now. Mm, okay. It was easier. It was easier for me to wean off of meat and just become more healthy. And I'm okay with being vegan as well. So yeah. anyway, through that process, um, I'll just run you through it. Through the process, it's a 12 week, it's a 12 week process. Um, I'm doing cardio about 30 to 45 minutes on this, I call it the stair monster. <laughs> 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 I was just I was just talking to my boy about that um actually because he was like saying he's like yeah I, I was like I don't touch that machine like I do literally do not touch that machine when I Listen, go to the gym. That machine will get you right, yeah. but it is gonna take some work. Oh man. <laughs> um, so I was up five o'clock in the morning. This when I this is when I was a, a personal banker at the bank, and mm-hmm. I was up five o'clock in the morning. I was on the stair monster thirty to forty five minutes. I would go home, take a shower, get dressed, but. On Monday, on Sunday night of every week, I would have all my meals planned out for the entire week. So I had to weigh my chicken. It was, and I was running through the, the meals for the day. So it was a protein, it was a vegetable, and it was rice. It was about six ounces of protein, a cup of broccoli, and a cup of rice. And mm-hmm. it was pretty bland, to be honest with you. And so it'll be, the proteins can be chicken, steak, fish um ground turkey it was actually nice. really expensive for that time. <laughs> and yeah. so i'm eating the same thing six seven times six or seven meals per day including breakfast um so i'm having my bag with my lunch box i'm taking it to work i'm eating six or seven times trying you have to keep eating keep eating to gain the weight so um and then after work i'm super sleepy but i have to go work out you cannot miss a day because yeah it's it's just that determination because somebody else could be putting in three times a day and you miss that one day that's going to put you behind and you one thing about me during this time too or? i did have a trainer jesse valencia great guy great great guy um and he i remember one thing he said was leave no stone unturned yeah. and so that that 
put that's putting inside my mind like hey like you have to keep going keep going keep going and so um it just really gave me the determination and it taught me a lot about myself about you know when I have a goal I got to keep going and you know further down the line you know I've ran marathons um um, I've done all these things and so when I look back I'm like oh my gosh like I really did a lot of stuff I'm I'm when you write down your goals yeah and you accomplish them man it's a different type of um feeling that you get it's you just feel really proud of yourself that all those things is something that nobody can ever take away from you you know what i'm saying so well i appreciate you no man i appreciate you sharing that for sure like i said goal setting you know that's also what this podcast is about and like i said um i I love the podcast and what you're doing because it weeds out the the middle and in between kudos to you now did you when you were competing how did you did you place or how many did you do exactly I did. So um, I did two competitions over two years and I started to do my third one. Um, unfortunately, I got a hernia on the third one when I was preparing for it. Um, and was, that but from, actually, was that from lifting that you got the hernia? It was from lifting. I Honestly, I think I was like doing abs or something like that. And um, I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I think hernias are hereditary. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think I remember that's what the doctor telling me. Mm-hmm um but i did place i did three competitions i placed uh honestly i think it's first through fifth that gets you the trophy and i think i placed fifth place on my very first competition the second one i ended up getting sixth place um and obviously i didn't i didn't compete for the third one but um i did end up play that does qualify you for junior national so i think that was i think that was accomplishment myself because i didn't i didn't know that i would go qualify for junior national so <laughs> man being on the stage was accomplishment itself you kidding me that's a, that's, that is insane. are you that is like it is tough man it is tough man especially like with gyms being closed and like you said there's so many different things as you get older or you know in general that you just you want to eat because you know you feel good but that's a yeah. huge accomplishment man so yeah you yeah, yeah it was definitely a journey man and that's something i you know I try to challenge myself once a year to something, like I said, either it's a marathon, bodybuilding, just something new. And I, I just think every person should find something to challenge themselves in. Like, just because you're not in high school or college doesn't mean you can't play a sport. You know, get yourself into something active and just see how, even if it's, I don't know, an adult spelling bee or something, an example like that, just see how far you can push yourself to to make that goal. And it, it, it really does change you for yeah. everything that you do in your future. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you mentioned uh, 2013 when we met and we actually met through one of your uh, frat brothers. Um, I'm D9 as well. You are as well. I didn't come on here repping as hard as you. Of course, you have to come wearing red, but- I didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> everything is so intentional with this guy. funny. <laughs> but, you know, I think during that time or whatnot, we learned so much about- uh, what brotherhood means, but as you get older, it has a different definition. If you had to define what brotherhood means to you today, just in general, general landscape of existing as a black man in the world, and you know the friends and the male mentors that you may ha- have had helped you or that you have now, how would you define brotherhood? You know, I would define bro- brotherhood. Um, it's interesting you ask because I always say, and this is going to sound so cliche. Y'all, those cliche statements are all real. (laughs) 
they are all real and mm-hmm. you are who you hang out with it is 100 it is yeah. a fact even after i started bodybuilding um i noticed that who you hang out with um you know these people may they have a different goal inside of their mind they're not wrong for what they what their vision is for their future they have a different goal from what i have and so i noticed that you know when you hang around people that maybe that like to eat pizza every friday or something like that sometimes you start eating pizza every friday and um you kind of adapt to that mindset so you are for sure who you hang out with and so as far as brotherhood man um throughout the years i've always kept just great people around me man all my friends my whole entire friend group are all just amazing successful people um, they're all so self-aware and just the people that I've tracked along the route, along my journey have been all so self-aware. So to me, a brotherhood are just people that uh, uplift, build you up, yeah. motivate you. When they see you're slacking, they, they mention it and they say, Hey, this is, this isn't, this isn't the me that I know about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want you to, Hey, you need to get back on your your journey to your vision. You told me your vision. Like, what happened to it? Are you still doing it? Um, I have a friend today that every the first of every month, he asked me. He says, "So, what's your goals for October?" You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's you dope. Know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every the first of every single month, what are your goals? And it really made me think. The very first time he asked, I'm like, "Oh, I have goals." But when somebody asks you to explain them, it's way different from just oh having my them goodness, of yeah. Your head. Yeah, because either you realize that that doesn't need to be a priority goal and or you realize that um, and or you realize that your goals for yourself could actually be higher, you know, with that expectation. So that's that's very real. Yeah, they could be higher or you haven't thought through this goal enough. You haven't thought through it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that every time he asked me, um, I started explaining it and I'm like, OK, well, maybe let me go back to my whiteboard and really think about this just a little bit more and how I can really fine tune it. So to me, a brotherhood are people that uplift and build you. And, you know, you all have, you don't have to have the same vision, but you have a like vision, which could be success or it could be not success. So, yeah. I mean, there's different types of brotherhoods. So definitely. I appreciate it. Um, uplift you, uh, build you and also hold you accountable, you know? Yes. Which- accountability. With that being said, I'm holding you accountable to another season of your show. Um, oh, man. <laughs> is, that, is that happening? I mean, I would love to, you know, before you get out of here, to hear more about what's planned for it. By the time people listen to this, we would be in the month of November. You don't okay. have to give any spoilers. If you're not ready to answer it right now, you don't have to. But um, I guess what's next for it? So what's next is there will for sure be a season two and okay um, you all heard it here first season two true transitions coming soon (laughs) Uh, we've already we've already started to have our production meetings for season two so we're super excited yeah yeah oh wow okay yeah you know i'm you know i'm the type of person i get a little bit anxiety i'm like okay if i don't start playing now there's gonna be a gap in my show and then um my producers always have to calm me down <clears throat> because it's when like, I get an idea, you and you built up the audience, man. Like people are gonna be there. You'll be good, man. Like I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm like, okay. Um, my producers calm me down. They're like, okay, Demetrius, you had this idea. I'm like, all right, we need to do this next weekend because another pandemic can happen, and then I'm out for a whole year. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. you know, my mind, I, yeah. I'm definitely an overthinker. So, um, we've definitely started already having our production meetings for season two, and it's so funny because. Um, when you do something, don't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when this first season we've learned I, I i appreciate you commending me on like the production quality and stuff oh like my that goodness. yeah it's beautiful it's real nice thank you man but there's still little things that i'm seeing i'm like okay i really want to make this better mm, how can we narrow down the conversation a little bit better hmm how can we um um uh, make it more I don't know, make it look or feel a little bit more personal to the audience and things like that. So there's a few things that I'm feeling like that we can fix in season one and take it to season two. So mm -hmm. I'm super excited about what we have. Um, I have a list of guests that I'm hoping to manifest soon. So mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be on baby. So there will be a season two. Nice, man. Well, listen, congratulations. Thank you so much for joining us. For the people at home listening, what is the best way that they can stay in contact with you? Now, People do not flood this man's DMs. <laughs> May not respond to you on LinkedIn. It took me 20 years to try to get him on this show. <laughs> it took me 20 years to get him on this show. So Kevin, he, he is busy. But for the people that just want to either follow you or even just, you know, make sure that they're, um, you know, receiving notifications about the show, where can they learn more? Um, so there's three ways. Um, okay. The best way, obviously, is go straight to the source. You can search for True Transitions on YouTube, click subscribe, and you'll get all the notifications. Right now, we have bi-weekly drops of all the episodes. Nice. Um, another way is my Instagram, which is looking for me, and that's L-O-O-K-I-N-G underscore M-E-I. Okay. Um, and then you can also follow us on Instagram, which is True Transitions TV. And so, um, you know, I like to just, I, lo I love to uplift people and see people really live their true life. So if you start following me from this podcast, please, honestly, you can send me a DM. I will respond. <laughs> All right. Well, no, no, no. He went. No. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Listen, I love it. I mean, I like I I love that though. Like I said, I was telling one of my other, um, he's actually a friend brother of mine too, but like his name is Matt. I had him on the show last season. He goes by the social nerd or whatnot. He was like, oh, yeah, man, sorry I wasn't able to talk. I'm like, I love when you're not able to. That means that you are getting it in, like you're doing it. Like, you know, that means that you got things going on. So from me to you, man, uh, continue doing what you're doing. I know when I was out in L.A. twice, we tried to sync up, but I'm definitely going to try to um, sync up with you next time I get out there for sure. Because it's, it's Please do, please do, man. Yes, man. Hey, and congratulations on your show as well, man. I think this is amazing what oh, you're thanks. doing. We definitely have to have more of this out here, man. Um, yeah. This is how we change the world, bro. So, and it's it's genuine. It's coming from the heart. So, I'm already. I see your numbers. I know you're having a great impact on the world, man. So, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it, and I mean, a part of that is really us having ownable platforms, you know, for our narratives um, and telling our story. So, I appreciate it. Wow, we Absolutely. can go on and on all day, but on and on. Let me um, thank my uh, guests again for joining us. And thank you all for tuning in. Um, also, too, you all may have realized that this season, we're literally releasing an episode every single day. So you can make sure that you tune in tomorrow. And as always, remember to be safe and that you, my friend, deserve a dose of Black joy and caffeine. I am Adu. And until next time, talk soon.